How do you do? Welcome to our program, Keyboard Immortals Play Again in Stereo. Tonight's program is devoted to the music of Sergei Rachmaninoff. There have been only two virtuosos who have left their mark on the music world, both as composers and pianists. Franz Liszt is obviously the one, while the other is Sergei Rachmaninoff. While most great pianists have composed and most great composers have played, only these two giants immortalized themselves in both categories so that we think of them as truly great composer pianists. I was fortunate, as no doubt were many of our listeners, to have heard Rachmaninoff in concert, and he not only was a truly great virtuoso, but provided pianists with an additional pleasure. Let me explain. I had brought to Mr. Rachmaninoff's concert the printed music of some of the pieces he was to play, and following the music carefully with much interest, I was astonished to hear that Mr. Rachmaninoff added improvisations of his own. He came to a cadenza in one of his own arrangements of a Schubert rondo and literally took off with a brilliant cadenza which he must have improvised on the spot, as I can find no trace of it in any edition. This is truly great artistry and involves an element of risk that makes such experiments unadvisable for any but the truly great performers. But now, for the first number in our All Rachmaninoff program, is The Polichinelle, Opus 3, Number 4. It is played by a famous Russian pianist, Leo Puizhnov. If many of the great Russian musicians are not known as well as they should be, it was mainly due to the fact that Russia, until World War I, was virtually closed to the outside world. Except for musicians who actually went abroad, it is sometimes impossible to obtain any information. All I could discover about Leo Puizhnov is that he knew Rachmaninoff and concertized and taught in Russia. So here is keyboard immortal Leo Puizhnov playing the Polichinelle, Opus 3, Number 4.
Polishinel by Rachmaninoff, just played by keyboard immortal Leo Puignoff, is a musical portrait of one of those legendary characters of the French pantomime, Pierrot and Pierrette, which have inspired many composers. Our next Rachmaninoff composition is the Elegy, Opus 3, Number 1. Like the Polichinelle just played, it is one of a group of five pieces, of which the second is the famous C-sharp minor prelude, which we will bring you later on tonight's programme. An elegy is generally a piece of music set to a poem of melancholy content, usually in commemoration of a deceased person. Rachmaninoff dedicated this elegy to the memory of a great Russian composer, Arensky, with whom Rachmaninoff studied composition as a youth. It is played by a once famous colleague of Rachmaninoff's, Jacques Pintel, a French pianist who settled in Russia, about whom I will tell you more when he plays again for us later in the programme.
The elegy just played by keyboard immortal Jacques Pintel brings to mind the extraordinary precocity of talented youngsters such as Rachmaninoff. While studying with Arensky, in whose memory the elegy was composed, Rachmaninoff, at the age of 14, composed an opera called Aleko. The great Tchaikovsky himself praised it highly, and his approval helped to establish Rachmaninoff's reputation. It is gratifying to be able to report how frequently great composers have been generous in their encouragement of talented young musicians. Famous instances which come to mind are Schumann's praise of Chopin and Brahms, and, of course, Franz Liszt, who gave generously of his support to Grieg, Wagner, Schumann, Brahms, and many other young musicians. We next hear the humoresque by Rachmaninoff. Generally speaking, the term humoresque designates a lively instrumental composition. The great romantic composers, among them Schumann, Grieg, and, of course, Dvorak, used this title quite often. A humoresque might be termed a good-humoured composition, while a humorous composition should correctly be called a scherzo, from the German word scherz, or joke. Here is Rachmaninoff's humoresque, played by mystery keyboard immortal Elise Taylor.
The humoresque by Rachmaninoff, played by mystery keyboard immortal Elise Taylor. If any of our listeners know anything about a most accomplished lady pianist named Elise Taylor, please write to us, Keyboard Immortals, care of Sony Superscope, Sun Valley, California. All we know is that she performed for Herr Welte around the turn of the century. Our next keyboard immortal is another lady, Vera Morina. Once famous in Russia at the turn of the century, she enjoyed a short but dazzling career and then married one of the Tsar's officers and thereafter played only at private soirees and at the Imperial Palace for the Tsar, who apparently esteemed her talents very highly. Vera Morina plays Rachmaninoff's Serenade, Opus 3, Number 5.
Vera Morina has just played Rachmaninoff's Serenade. The term serenade is apparently derived from the Italian word sera, evening, and was originally a love song sung in the evening under the window of the singer's beloved. The German term for serenade is Stentchen. Once more we present the Tsar's favourite lady pianist, Vera Morina. She plays the Barcarolle by Sergei Rachmaninoff, which is a musical picture of a gondola gently rocking as it slowly floats along a canal in Venice. Thank you. 
An interesting footnote to the Tsar's admiration of Vera Morina was her officer husband's transference to a Siberian regiment which caused a minor scandal and much tongue-wagging among the courtiers at the Tsar's palace. And now we present a keyboard immortal who was almost a mystery pianist until after much phoning among my musical friends I discovered a few meagre details about him. His name is Jacques Pintel. He was born in Paris sometime in the 1860s and emigrated to Russia as a young man after hearing Anton Rubinstein play in Paris. Apparently Jacques Pintel, who played for us earlier in the programme, remained in Russia for there is no record of his having ever returned to his native city of Paris. He plays one of the preludes of Rachmaninoff, a musical form which was probably Sergei's favourite, for he composed at least 24 preludes. Jacques Pintel playing Rachmaninoff's prelude in D major from the set of 10 preludes, opus 23.
Rachmaninoff's prelude in D major, just played by keyboard immortal Jacques Pintel, brings up an interesting fact about Rachmaninoff as a pianist. Rachmaninoff had tremendous hands and a stretch of 12 notes on the piano. This enabled him to compose and play most complex left-hand parts in much of his piano music. Rachmaninoff wrote in his own fingerings to many of his compositions, and editors should point out that these highly individual fingerings are not suitable, in fact, hardly possible for pianists with normal, smaller hands. Once more, we are delighted to present one of our most popular and highly esteemed keyboard immortals, Joseph Levine. I have virtually exhausted all the superlatives about this great virtuoso, whose magnificent playing is still well remembered by millions of people. Joseph Levine took part in one of the most interesting concerts of all time, 14 great pianists playing a benefit for Moritz Moskowski. It took place in Carnegie Hall on December 21st, 1921, and included, among others, such keyboard immortals as Backhaus, Bauer, Gabrilovich, Schelling, and Joseph Levine. It was conducted by Dr. Walter Damrosch, whose remark as he came on stage, threading his way among the 14 grand pianos, was perfectly audible to the delighted audience. You people don't need a conductor. What you need is a traffic cop. But the concert was a tremendous success, both artistically and financially. So here is keyboard immortal Joseph Levine in the brilliant prelude in B-flat by Sergei Rachmaninoff.
The complex and extremely difficult left-hand figurations I referred to a little earlier were very obvious in keyboard immortal Joseph Levine's performance of Rachmaninoff's prelude in B-flat major. Like many a genius, Rachmaninoff had his adoring admirers. One of these was his great friend and colleague, Konstantin Igumnov. It was he who gave the first performance of a number of Rachmaninoff's works. Notable among these was the extremely difficult sonata in D minor, opus 28. Keyboard immortal Igumnov studied at the Moscow Conservatory under Nicholas Rubinstein and became a professor there himself in 1899. He was active in music until as recently as 1948 and was a lifelong admirer and friend of Rachmaninoff. He now plays the prelude, opus 23, number 6, in E major, which is one of the set of ten preludes. Keyboard immortal Konstantin Igumnov has just played prelude number six from Rachmaninoff's opus 23. Once again, we are delighted to present one of the most famous of our keyboard immortals, 
Joseph Huffman. As with Joseph Levine, there must be many among us who have remembered his magnificent performances. He will play for us the prelude in D minor, opus 23, number 3. That was the prelude in D minor by Rachmaninoff, opus 23, number 3, played by great keyboard immortal Joseph Hoffman. Once more we present the French keyboard immortal turned Russian, Jacques Pintel. He plays a very famous prelude by Rachmaninoff, in fact, the second most famous prelude. It is in G minor, opus 23, number 5.
It is interesting to note the melody in the centre section of the G minor prelude just played by Jacques Pintel. It is virtually the theme from Lequona's Malagena, which in turn can be found in a composition by Granados. Like plots in literature, the same melodies have often been used by composers, each one investing it with his own characteristic style. To conclude our programme of piano music by Sergei Rachmaninoff, we once again present his friend and admirer, Konstantin Igumnov. It is told that Igumnov would wait impatiently for Rachmaninoff to finish each composition and would begin to practice it for his next concert, even before the ink was dry on the manuscript. Keyboard immortal Konstantin Igumnov plays Rachmaninoff's most famous composition, the C-sharp minor prelude by Rachmaninoff.
The C-sharp minor prelude played by keyboard immortal Konstantin Igumnov. Although Rachmaninoff composed and concertized right up into the middle of the 20th century, he remained to the end a romanticist and proved, contrary to the opinion of many moderns, that there was still much beautiful music of great originality to be composed in the more comprehensible styles in which melodies and harmonies strike the ear more gently than in much contemporary music. In fact, Rachmaninoff himself had this to say about avant-garde music. I quote, Too many young composers nowadays do nothing but break all the musical rules before they have mastered them. An admonition not without great significance to those active in all the creative arts. Next week we will present another beautiful and somewhat unusual program. Keyboard immortals play piano concertos. We will hear movements from concertos by Beethoven, Liszt, Chopin, and a complete three-movement concerto by Mozart. Our keyboard immortals will include Fanny Weiland, Eugenie Adams-Bernard, and Raoul Kozalski. And so, until next week, on behalf of Sony Superscope and Mr. Joseph Estushinsky, this is Felix de Kohler bidding you au revoir and auf Wiedersehen.